Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice in the wilderness, a thought-provoking broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Good morning and welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Wednesday. Hope all is going well in your world. It's probably not going very well if you happen to be traveling this morning. Because uh, a little bit of a mess has resulted from a technical glitch. A technical glitch, the FAA reported this morning. I'll just give you a heads up if you did not know already. There was a ground stop that was issued today, as I understand it. This is the first time this has happened nationwide for all air travel since 9-11. Pretty big deal. So here's what this whole thing was about. We had flights grounded overnight into the morning hours due to a technical error. Now, the good news is some flights gradually started to resume shortly after 9 o'clock Eastern time. That's when the ground stop was lifted. The FAA was working overnight to restore a system that allows air traffic control to alert pilots when there are potential hazards on their flight path. That's the issue they were dealing with. Now, agents were looking into the original cause of the issue. At this point, we don't know what the exact issue is. They report performing final validation checks and reloading the system a little bit before 9 o'clock this morning. And then operations across the national airspace system started to get underway. So, what had happened this morning, the agency ordered airlines to pause all domestic departures until 9 a.m. to allow research on the integrity of flight and safety information. Now, this is what you need to be aware of. You're doing air travel today. Delays for arriving and departing domestic flights are likely to be substantial today. I'm sure many of you remember what happened after the winter bomb cyclone disrupted tens of thousands of flights throughout the holiday season. You remember the issues as well with Southwest having a lot of trouble. Twitter users quick to express their concerns over the total shutdown of domestic travel. The CEO of EverContact writing, this is alarming. There should be an independent audit on such a large-scale incident, you think? Is it due to obsolete equipment? Is it a hack? Human error. Accountability is key to restoring trust in an industry that can't allow mistakes. Yeah, you can allow mistakes in a whole lot of areas. Aviation is not one of them. 
The FAA then retweeted a post from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, who noted there is no evidence of a cyber attack at this point. The president directed the Department of Transportation to conduct a full investigation into the causes and further added the FAA would continue to provide regular updates on this. What I am hearing from a number of sources about this is they have every reason to believe at this point this is the result of simply an antiquated system that has not been able to keep up with the growing demand of air travel. That's what I understand thus far. Now, if there's additional information that emerges from this, we will certainly let you know. But we need to give you a heads up. If you are traveling by air, be sure to check with your airline to find out what the status of that flight is, how that is impacted. Just to give you an example of how this works, from a professional aviation nerd, uh, let's say, for instance, I'm working on a flight crew this morning, and we had an originator flight at, uh, let's say, uh, 7 o'clock this morning, coming from somewhere like, let's say, GSP. That's the originator flight. So it's canceled. Well, not canceled, delayed. So if you have an air traffic control system that's closed, you have a ground stop. That means that 7 o'clock flight did not leave at 7 o'clock, leaves at 9 o'clock. So what ends up happening is every flight after that is likely to be delayed. So let's say it was coming to Charlotte, and then it was going on to somewhere like Jackson, Mississippi. Once it leaves Charlotte, that flight's going to be delayed. Then the flight, once it gets back to Charlotte, is going to be delayed. You see how this works? So just keep this in mind. Call your airline, find out what's going on, and so you don't have any unpleasant surprises. Fair enough. Unfortunately, this thing is under control for right now, and air traffic is back to normal. At least it's moving. That's a good start. One of the things I told you about during the course of the speaker battle. I'm not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. I'm really not. And I think you can go back to the conversation that I had with Dan Bishop, Congressman Dan Bishop, where basically I was saying trust but verify. I'm willing to give this guy a chance. He made an appearance yesterday on the Hannity program and I really think there's some real potential for this guy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not becoming a McCarthyite. I'm just telling you, with the right kind of limits on power, we may have some good things that come out of this entire matter that happened last week. Yesterday evening... I heard a really bold Kevin McCarthy make a proclamation, basically draw a line in the sand. And if he holds to this, I think it will be absolutely awesome. Because so far, nobody's done this. Nobody has done this. So the real test is when this actually 
is a situation that is presented to Kevin McCarthy. I want you to hear what he had to say. This is a message he's communicating to the U.S. Senate and Chuck Schumer. Listen up. I want to I empower the Republicans in the Senate. Utilize us. Schumer runs the Senate, but it's a close majority. But why don't they work with us? So I'm setting up every committee chair here to work with the ranking Republican over there. Let's talk with our bills together. Let's take their amendments, put them into ours, and move them over there to empower them to be stronger. If I sit right now, I've told Schumer, do not send an omnibus over here. If you don't pass the appropriation bills, we're not taking it up. So we'll pass our appropriation bills and then send a continuing resolution. We're not shutting down the government. We're doing our work and we're setting it up where the American public is protected. But we're also putting a little cut on there, let you talk like the penny plan. Now, for those of you not familiar with the penny plan, it's basically an idea to reduce spending by 1% per year in nominal dollars. So, example, you get $100 billion of spending this year. Next year, it's $99 billion. You see how this works? And then from there, it goes to 98.01. And this brings the balance to a place, the budget to a place of being balanced over a period of about five years. Very simple stuff, folks. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On the Vince Coakley radio program, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, the ground stop that happened as a result of who knows what, whatever is going on, the FAA with their system and an investigation will be underway to figure out no indication this was a hack. This texture said along the lines of a hack, if that did happen. Probably happened because of some computer geek in his basement. It's Chris out of Shelby. It could actually be that simple. You just never know. On the issue of the operations of Congress, the promise from Kevin McCarthy, this is what I've been calling for for years, ladies and gentlemen, to go back to regular order for the House to pass appropriations bills 12 of them send them to the senate that's basically what kevin mccarthy says he's going to do vince this production plan sounds too good to be true sounds like a whitewash job they will find a way to get out of it just watch and if they do we'll see vince the first place to cut spending is the over a billion dollars in aid we've given to afghanistan more specific the taliban this is insane. Well, of course it's insane. But always remember, you can trust them. They have all the answers, don't they? Yesterday, we spent a good bit of time talking about the events in Brazil. By the way, 
Can I encourage you? I was mentioning Kevin McCarthy. And we are encouraged in Scripture to pray for our leaders. Pray for Kevin McCarthy. Pray that this man remains firm and strong and doesn't buckle under to the political pressure from colleagues, from the Senate, and from the media. That this guy grows a spine and basically outperforms expectations. Because I'm just being honest with you. My expectations are very low. They really are. Speaking of prayers, the folks of Brazil continue to need our prayers as they try to resist the tyranny that is setting in in their country. I told you one of the things I find absolutely frustrating to watch is the complicity of the media. And by complicity, you're going to hear an example just in the first sentence of this story that I share with you from Reuters. Lula government prepares for more anti-democratic protests in Brazil. Anti-democratic protests in Brazil. What does that mean? Are they saying these folks are against democracy? (laughs) Here is the first line. Brazil's 11-day-old government braced on Wednesday for more anti-democratic protests by far-right former President Jair Bolsonaro's supporters whose rampage through government threatened the country's political stability. What do you notice about this paragraph? There we are again, ladies and gentlemen, far-right. The government of leftist president... Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva bolstered security measures nationwide as flyers appeared on pro-Bolsonaro social media calling for mass demonstrations in Brazilian cities to retake power. Lula's chief of staff, Rui Costa, said late on Tuesday after a cabinet meeting, we have measures for this Wednesday to reinforce security throughout the country since pamphlets of new demonstrations have been circulated. Faced with the threat of new protests, the government solicitor general asked the Supreme Court to prohibit roadblocks across Brazil and the invasion of public buildings. His office also asked for a temporary ban on demonstrations and fines for companies found to be financing the logistics of the anti-democratic protests. Authorities have sought to block Bolsonaro's assets and arrest warrants were issued for officials responsible for public security in Brasilia for allowing an insurrection. On Sunday, thousands of Bolsonaro supporters stormed the seats of power in Brasilia and ransacked the Supreme Court, Congress, and presidential offices in the worst assault on democracy since military dictatorship ended in 1985. Folks, this whole story is an abortion. This is not an assault on democracy. This is an assault on a criminal government enterprise. That's what it is. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. 
And please do not hear what I'm not saying. I'm going to tell you, if something like this happened, and I'm not talking about some sort of iffy, questionable thing, something like that happened in this country, you darn well better believe it would be ugly. There's only so much corruption people put up with. And when you have blatant corruption like this, one person essentially throwing out convictions that should have kept this so-called president in prison for years. And now, what are the first things these folks are doing? They're going after people's civil liberties. This is a criminal government, which this government here in the United States of America is giving full recognition to. Shame on them. As I mentioned, we had some extensive conversation on this yesterday. And I... I'm going to be watching this a lot more closely. A lot more closely. Bigger picture, and we've discussed this before. This shows, reminds us again, how important it is for us to be vigilant. Because the communist socialist movement around the world, it's not dead. It did not die with the Soviet Union. These true believers, fellow travelers, as they are called, they continue on. They're marching on. The question is, are we going to, get to recognize what's going on, or are we going to bury our heads in the sand? Now, I'm not calling for us to militarily intervene anywhere. But I'm telling you what, we better get in the game and realize the threat that these situations pose to the United States of America from the inside and the outside. Love to get your thoughts as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. On the Vince Coakley radio program. A couple of developing stories we've been following the past couple of days. By the way, we're going to talk more about the Brazil story a little bit later on. But I want to hit this one. I'm very pleased to see that we are putting some attention on two very important stories. One of them, CNN reporting. Among the items from Joe Biden's time as vice president discovered in a private office last fall, 10 classified documents, including U.S. intelligence memos, briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has received a preliminary report on the document's inquiry, according to a law enforcement source, and now he's got to figure out how to proceed with this. Should he open up a full-blown criminal investigation the other big story 
A divided house voted yesterday to launch a wide-ranging investigation into federal law enforcement and national security agencies, an investigation that is long overdue. Republicans promising to use their new power to scrutinize what they're calling a concerted effort by the government to silence and punish conservatives at all levels, from protesters at school board meetings all the way up to the former president himself. So here to discuss this very important subject, we have former chief assistant U.S. attorney, Andy McCarthy, who is with us. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Vince, great to be with you. I want to jump right in and first talk about this issue with the president, with the discovery of these documents, these classified documents. How serious is this? Well, it's serious in terms of national security. I mean, we, we know that out of Biden's own mouth, right? He, when, uh, when he was asked to react to uh, Trump's retention of highly classified materials down in Florida, and he pretended to, or pretended to be shocked, shocked about the whole thing, uh, what he said was that his first thought was uh, the potential compromise of methods and sources of uh, intelligence information and how badly that could hurt the country. And now what we learn about the documents that were in Biden's office uh, is that a number of them were uh, designated top secret, sensitive, compartmentalized uh, information, which is the designation the intelligence community uses for uh, intelligence reporting that uh, alludes to uh, sensitive sources and uh, sensitive methods of gathering intelligence. So, you know, I think by degree, it looks like what Biden did was much ser- less serious than what Trump did. And by, you know, willfulness, he, he this looks like it was a screw up more than, um, you know, a defiance of the government trying to get its stuff back. But in principle, it's the same kind of offense and it's got the same national security uh, concerns that arise out of it. Is there any criminal liability here, potentially? Yeah, sure, potentially, because, um, you know, the the laws that uh, pertain to uh, national security information don't require, even though um, you wouldn't know, know this, for example, to hear Jim Comey talk about the Hillary Clinton investigation, they don't require proof that somebody was trying to harm the United States or intended to do something wrong. The idea is if you are a government official who is trusted with access to our highest national intelligence information, our most sensitive secrets, um, you have an obligation to safeguard that information. And everybody gets drilled on this who gets a security clearance. So the standard for criminal liability is gross negligence. Uh, if you don't maintain things in the way that they're supposed to maintain, if you transport them to places that they're not uh, supposed to be, uh, you are potentially criminally liable under the laws that apply uh, to the protection of classified information. Now, most people don't get prosecuted for this, and there's a good reason for that. I mean, a lot of this is, uh, is very... Um, dangerous stuff. If it falls into the wrong hands, it's very bad for the country. On the other hand, Vince, there's a lot of these jobs, like being president or vice president or secretary of state or head of the CIA, you know, the range of people who've been implicated in this over the years 
who it, it becomes, as a practical matter, very difficult for them to comply with the rules for safekeeping classified information because their whole jobs virtually are involved with classified information, and they have to move from place to place to place all the time. So, you know, it's tough, and that's probably the reason why people don't get prosecuted unless it's a really egregious offense. The, the problem here for the Biden people is simply... Hillary Clinton committed a very egregious offense and she got a pass. So, you know, that that creates a pretty high bar for prosecuting people, you would think. It certainly, certainly right about that. I want to quickly jump to this issue of what has been characterized the weaponization of government inquiry that has now been opened by the U.S. House. Now the Republicans are in control. How important is this uh, venture that the Republicans are launching here? I think it's vital because I, I certainly know from my own experience, I mean, this is anecdotal, but it's real. Um, when I go around the country and talk about uh, law enforcement and national security stuff, what has people on fire is the perception that we have a two-tiered justice system and that you get a very different quality of justice uh, depending on whether you're uh, affiliation is Republican or Democrat or, or, you know, or where you fall on the ideological spectrum. And I don't really see how you can have a legitimate criminal justice system if that's the public perception and it's allowed to go on for too long. You can't have the rule of law without that, and we can't have a flourishing free society without the rule of law. So, you know, I think to protect the legitimacy of the criminal justice system, this is something that has to be done. What are the things that Congress is able to do here uh, in the minute that we have left here? Well, the, the, the main thing they'll be able to do is expose uh, what's gone on. Uh, and the other thing I suggest that they have to do, you have to hold people accountable. That's the exposure part. But the other thing, Vince, they have to start slashing the, the, the budgets of these agencies. And, and attaching that to must-pass stuff so that the, you know, the budget resolutions stick. The only language that these bureaucratic agencies understand in Washington is slashing their budgets. Money talks. That's what it comes down to. And, and a lot of people won't pay attention until uh, the money is taken away. Then all of a sudden, uh, there'll be some realization that uh, there are consequences to uh, this kind of behavior. Uh, Andy McCarthy, very much appreciate your perspective this morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ben. So we'll see what happens and how far, how far the... Republicans get in their inquiries. What do you think about this? Are you encouraged? Do you think anything positive will actually come of this? Because it's one thing to discover what's wrong. It's another to do something about it. We'll talk about that much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Before the break, we had the conversation with Andy McCarthy, who is saying 
This weaponization of government investigation is vital. One of the people arguing for this on the House floor, good friend, Congressman Thomas Massey from Northern Kentucky. And he explained this very, very simply. I mean, who could possibly disagree with Thomas Massey on this? Here is what he had to say. The very words expressed by those opposed to this committee demonstrate the dire need for this committee. We've gone four years without oversight. And to quote Shakespeare, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Those who argue against transparency may have something to hide. So I listened very closely when I listened, when I heard the former chairman of the Intelligence Committee give the reason that maybe we shouldn't ask for this information from, these, uh, from the intelligence community. He said the intelligence community after this committee may be reluctant to share information with Congress, that Congress needs to craft legislation. I would suggest if they are reluctant they are disqualified from holding these positions. If they have grown so big that they are no longer accountable to the branch of government that created them, that funds them, and it is responsible for their oversight, then they need to be hemmed in. I implore my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to populate this committee with serious Democrats. I know there are some over there. I've worked with them. We've co-sponsored amendments on privacy over the past decade. Some of them have passed. Please populate it with serious members. Please, to my colleagues on this side of the aisle, give us the resources we need to do this job. And if I may rebut one thing that's been said on the other side of the aisle about ongoing criminal investigations. He says it's unprecedented that Congress would engage in an investigation that involves an ongoing criminal investigation. What was the January 6th committee? <laughs> this is not unprecedented. It's what you've wasted millions of dollars on over the past two years. I urge, I urge adoption of this rule and support for the committee that it will create. Good stuff there from Congressman Thomas Massey. Two very important subjects that we'll continue to follow. The weaponization of government. And the other issue, what happens with the Biden documents. Where does this go? Does this become a criminal probe at some point? We have David joining us out of California this morning. Uh, good morning, David. Uh, rainy California, too. Uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, have you ever studied the Inquisition? Oh, yes. Yeah, I figure that's really what this is all about. I found an old book about the Inquisition, and they knew that they were full of crap. You know, those inquisitors that tie you to a rack, you know, and stretch your bones until you broke. Uh, they were really just S&M freaks, but they got paid by the hour, or they got paid by the day. You know, they get, they were living on a, a uh, uh, what do they call it, a... Uh, uh, they got paid by the the, the pain, uh, and it was like paid by the peace. Uh, uh, so if they came up with some new crime, uh, and they they got the finest hotels, and they got the their horses uh, all you know the best horses, the best uh, traveling uh, accommodations, and whatnot. Uh, and then the next thing with the Inquisition was since the church came up with these crimes, and if they found a rich guy that they could accuse of crimes, they could seize his money and then clean it. 
you know, <laughs> that the church would be able to clean the money for these uh, uh, people that they... Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and so they made an industry out of, uh, out of uh, coming up with these weird crimes. And that's what I figure the Republicans are up to in all this. Uh, you know, in the um, Kenneth Starr, when he was studying, uh, he started out studying Whitewater, and then it came into uh, Monica Lewinsky's blue dress. And at first, they thought that he had only spent $40 million bucks, but uh, about 10 years later, it was discovered he had actually made $60 million uh, discovering that there was no problem with Whitewater and that Monica Lewinsky's dress was the only thing he found. Sixty million bucks for one guy's investigation. Well, and when you start looking at, at uh, that Congress is basically trying to ruin America's credit rating. And, okay, uh, come on. And this is getting pretty silly because I have to ask you, what's all. going? They're, let's talk about January 6th. How about the waste of money that is taking place there? Would you agree that that's a profound waste of money? Not at all. Of uh, course not. Partisan hack. That's what that is. Keep that out in California. I'm just saying. Drew's a nice guy. This is just silly. <laughs> On the text line, texter saying you're the only radio host I listen to that heavily uses text messages. Thank you. I can participate without waiting on hold for 20 minutes that I don't have. I feel you on that. Time is a premium, isn't it? This person asking about Brazil, why is the world allowing leftists to steal elections? Very, very good question. Because, unfortunately, a good part of the world, the powers that be, they are leftists. That's why the unfortunate thing. More items coming up from that text line. Also, another piece of good news. A bipartisan, a bipartisan committee getting set up in Congress. I think you'll appreciate this. There are some Democrats who have good sense on one particular issue. We'll talk about it, that and much more as we continue. Our number two is straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, an independent voice for liberty, an oasis of sanity and civility, a breath of fresh air. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast and just catching up here on some of the items on the text line from hour number one. This text is saying... The United States government's watching what's going on in Brazil very carefully because it's, if it's successful in Brazil to overthrow its corrupt government, the United States government's going to start worrying about what's going to happen to them, and they should. I want to be very serious about this. I'm not, this is not a minor trifling matter for me. I'm saying this very explicitly. There's a point the Founding Fathers recognized that if it reaches a point of no return, I mean, look at the foundation of the country. Recognizing in establishing the country in the first place, they are acknowledging the tyranny that was taking place as a result of the actions of Mother England. 
So if they're willing to throw off the tyranny of people in some distant country, do you think they intended anything different for people who are right on your own soil? When that government gets to the point, it no longer serves the purpose for which it was created. Now, I think we're far away from that. But we're moving in the wrong direction. I'll tell you that much for sure. And have been for quite some time. Vince, we're reminded democracy and the freedom it provides is fragile. There are always evil forces at work to undermine that democracy. Isn't that the truth? Vince, did you hear Joe Biden say yesterday during his meeting with Trudeau, Castro, <laughs> and the Marxist president of Mexico, America cannot, cannot wall itself off from the world's problems? I tend to believe that's what our forefathers intended us to do. Definitely sounds like he wants us to be like the rest of the world, living in poverty and under tyranny. It's from Jeff. In regards to the hacking of the FAA in our airline industry, by the way, it's not known whether this is hacking at this point it does not appear to be so but this texture saying the hacking began when we created the faa then due to 9-11 we created the tsa and bailed out the airlines southwest airlines alone got eight billion dollars if the government gave you that money would you do your best to have it a profitable business and serve your customers no you wouldn't now since the government's paying for it they're your only customer, not the ones in the seats on your planes. They're only a necessary nuisance for you to deal with. Think we'll ever get an audit of what happened to all that money? How much do you think, indirectly, of course, wound up in DNC coffers, donations to Democrat Party candidates? Ooh. Vince, it's going to take a lot of doing for me to trust Kevin McCarthy to actually do the right thing. I think they will be serving Frosties and giving out freezies in the lake of fire before anything gets done about all this corruption. <laughs> uh, in response to our caller, the guy from California is misled. The Dems have been looking for witches for decades. Yeah. It is quite crazy quite crazy this text would like to know my radio address email address to send a resolution about the south carolina gop's financial disclosure Ooh, send along radio vince at yahoo.com send it there radio vince at yahoo.com vince nice diagnosis and confrontation on the call from the people's republic of california that's why i left Ex-California, now living in the upstate. <laughs> yes, you are here with people who are of sound mind, for the most part. This person appropriately raising the question, how much money was spent on the Russian investigation that they all knew was a hoax? Yeah, it's pretty reprehensible, isn't it? Can I tell you about something encouraging that has happened in the nation's capital? Politico reporting a large block of House Democrats gave their stamp of approval to the establishment of a House Select Committee on China. Kevin McCarthy saying this is a bipartisan committee. 
my hope, my desire, my wish, we speak with one voice. One hundred forty six House Democrats voted to establish a new panel aimed at countering economic and security threats posed by China. Three sixty five to sixty five. The panel will be comprised of sixteen members, nine Republicans, seven Democrats. It will take a look at the Chinese Communist Party's economic, technological, and security progress and its competition with the United States. McCarthy saying he wished the panel to be comprised of serious legislators, gave Democrats the word is he's not going to let this devolve into a circus. The whole idea is to communicate with one voice, one voice on these matters. Many Democrats voicing support for the panel. Some expressing fears it could be a haven for anti-Asian rhetoric. Come on, don't be stupid. While I do have concerns here, after reading the resolution, I'll be voting yes. Jim McGovern out of Massachusetts saying that. Democrat parties led the way in implementing efforts to monitor China's compliance with international human rights and rule of law standards. We'll continue to do so here. Yeah, right. McCarthy named Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin the chair of this new panel. The Wisconsin Republican spoke recently with Politico's China Watcher about his plans and goals for the committee. This is something that I think is very good. I don't think anybody in their right mind is blind to the insidious efforts of the communist Chinese government. Their goal, and and this needs to be understood, it goes back to my conversation, which we'll resume as well. I think we have a caller who's very eager to talk about the Brazil situation again. Folks, the Marxist movement is alive and well. It has not died. It's just morphed. It is just morphed. The goal is to take down any, any institutions of freedom around the world. And the goal is for communist supremacy. Do not, do not be fooled into thinking otherwise. It, it's, it's just sad to me. How many times people have to learn this lesson, and usually it's by bloodshed. They learn the lesson that this philosophy, socialism, Marxism, it's deadly. Think of the millions of lives that were lost in the 20th century at the hands of brutal Chinese dictators and others. And folks, there will be more. That's all communism and socialism can deliver is death. Still to come in the broadcast, we'll have a couple of local stories, including what's happening south of the border. Much more as we continue our Wednesday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
For those of you who did not listen to yesterday's broadcast about Brazil, I strongly encourage you to listen to the podcast because we had some really good information. Much of that coming from Matthew Termange, who has been following this for quite some time. See, this is one of the problems. And and I, I plead guilty here to ignorance because tragically... This entire situation with Brazil has been building up for weeks. Have you seen weeks of media attention on this subject? No. The media just jumped on this when they see what they perceive as insurrection. And I would dare suggest that these folks, these folks who are attempting to take back their own government are more akin to our founding fathers than they are to terrorists. I'm just... I'm just telling it like it is. And the sad thing is, we're coming in on the end of this thing, and this thing has been developing really for more than a year. Because it started with an illegal decision by one... one Supreme Court Justice. It's amazing, the ignorance that prevails. And again, this is where I blame the mainstream news media. Because I've said plenty of times before, because a lot of times it's not just the bias that is associated with mainstream news coverage. It's the lack of coverage. It's the things they do not cover. The information they don't tell you. While they're wasting time following the breadcrumbs of corrupt politicians. It's rather unfortunate. Let us see here. I wanted to add something, and this again comes from something retweeted by Matthew Termond, who's been following the developments in Brazil. Think about this. Those folks who have been arrested in the protests in Brazil, some are being forced to sign a declaration of guilty by terrorism attempts without consulting with a lawyer. And they give an example of the document. An 84-year-old woman was forced to sign. I go back to years ago in the movie Falcon and the Snowman my one of my favorite musical groups Pat Metheny group did a song called this is not America with David Bowie boy am I reminded of that reality when we watch events like this this is not America and that could be said about America at times when we see the two-tier standard of justice. One standard for you, one standard for corrupt politicians who are able to skate after committing acts sometimes that are profoundly egregious. Just putting that out there. Let's catch up on the text line. 
this person saying, how about Stacey Abrams' attorney's fees of $25 million under investigation after the state of Georgia granted 200000 in legal fees? Hmm. Oh, boy. This ought to be a winner. I've been emailing the email listed on your radio show's webpage since you started your racist antics last week. I sent it to your email you're using. Racist antics. I'd love to hear what those are. (laughs) This is just moronic on so many levels. But they're out there, folks. Person adds, hope to see you respond. Yeah, you'll get a response. Enjoying your show as always, something I'm sure you know, but listeners may find interesting. Paul Harvey's unique historical recount of the financial end of the signers of the Declaration, thus their obvious devotion to our fledgling country. Page one? (laughs) Yeah. Vince, many more died in the propagation of fascism during the Second World War. Many could easily argue that is the biggest threat to our country today. Where do you think that's from? I'm curious. Some American politicians may have socialist leanings, like Bernie Sanders, for instance. But when you start throwing around terms like communism and communists to describe people you disagree with politically, it smacks of McCarthyism back in the 50s. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Vince King George III thought our founders were terrorists. It's all a matter of perception. It most certainly is a matter of perception. I want to address some things going on closer to home. We have this. Congratulations to those of you in the Palmetto Estate. You now have Henry McTaxter for a second full term. He was sworn in just a few minutes ago on the State House steps. At the end of the term, Henry McMaster will be the longest serving governor in the state's history. Finished out two years of Governor Nikki Haley's term. She was then tapped to be ambassador to the UN. McMaster went on to win two campaigns against Democratic challengers, James Smith 2018, Joe Cunningham 2022. If you're interested in joining, there's a first family open house at the governor's mansion. It takes place between 2 and 3.30 today. I think you have time to get to that. For those of you excited to take part in that event. And um, I don't know. You might have a good time. You just never know. There's an inaugural ball at the Columbia Metropolitan Convention Center this evening. Tickets for that event are sold out. Sorry to disappoint you. Mega Millions. How many of you are playing Mega Millions? You know, I tend not to play the lottery on a regular basis. But when the jackpots get as high as they are, that's when I jump in. The jackpot is now $1.35 billion. This is the second largest in history. No winner last night. That is pretty amazing. It's gone from $1.1 billion to $1.35 billion. 
No tickets matching all six winning numbers, 7, 13, 14, 15, 18, and the Mega Ball 9. 16 won the game's second-tier prize, taking home up to $3 million. Hey, I'll settle for $3 million. How many of you would take $3 million? The drawing for the $1.35 billion prize, which comes out to $707.9 million, $707.9 million in cash, comes up Friday night. And this will be second only to a $1.537 billion Mega Millions jackpot. One, guess where, in 2018, South Carolina. Can lightning strike twice in the same place? It will be interesting to find out. That's a lot of money. $1.35 billion. I think I'll take $707.9 million in cash. How about you? Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, over on the text line. By the way, I'm not sure if I mentioned this. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110. 800-928-1110. If you'd like to get in, now's a good opportunity with lines open. 800-928-1110. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And on that text line, can you break down what's exactly happened that built up to Brazil? I don't seem to find the info anywhere <laughs> for good reason. Uh, let me suggest to you, in addition to listening to yesterday's broadcast, which is available as a podcast, I would suggest that you follow on Twitter. And what did I do with that particular text? It is not here. I had this open, but I've since closed it. Matthew Termond, his name is spelled T-Y-R-M-A-N-D, T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. Follow this guy on Twitter for the latest up-to-date information on what's going on there. That's going to be your best source of information right now, to be honest with you. Mainstream news media has no curiosity. And if they are just starting, if their history about what's going on in Brazil started with the so-called insurrection, they have no idea what they're talking about. This is a story that goes back, really, at least a year. Probably, well, it goes back years. It's about a socialist takeover that was facilitated by illegal decisions. And the people, see, and everybody wants to make this about personalities. This is not about Bolsonaro. It's not. It's ultimately about the future of the country, of Brazil, Now, Bolsonaro is thought to be the person who is the man who is standing against the takeover of the country by the Marxists. But he's just the face of a movement. That's all. Vince, listening to your friend in real time texting you about Brazil gave me chills. My heart breaks for those people. For good reason. There are many people in this world who are hungry, dirt poor. But I read article saying Prince Harry was embarrassed by having IKEA furniture. You see, these royals have their money, God, in their hearts. You know, I've not talked about the whole Harry thing. That is one of the biggest scams 
And and I think I saw a story today. Was there a link on Drudge? I think I came across. I was just disgusted. Where did I see this? Prince of Sales. Harry Book, fastest selling of all time. Why? Why does this sell? Because people love scandal. And these stories may be profoundly untrue. But all that matters is it's entertaining. And these hacks... Prince Harry and his wife, let's just try to be nice, both of them, they're horrible people. I just want to go on record saying that. They are horrible people. And this is not to defend the monarchy or any of that. The whole thing is a joke. But the sad thing is, the media loves this because they love scandal. And they're going to believe every single allegation and accusation that's thrown out. It's really sad. Also on the text line, about Mega Millions. $1.35 billion at stake. Vince, would you keep working if you won? You know that question actually went through my mind this morning? You may think I'm crazy. I think about it. At least for a few seconds. Don't bother playing, Vince. I have the winning ticket. Vince, word of advice to whoever wins the Mega Millions Friday night, get out of Dodge. I'm one of the people. I'm one of those people. I don't care to win the whole thing. I just want to win enough to start my life over. Good luck. I offer more prayers for the winner than congratulations. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. There are so many people who have won lotteries. Their lives have been destroyed, completely destroyed. So it requires a whole lot of wisdom, a whole lot of wisdom. What is Matthew's last name again, Vince? Well, let me give that last name again, if I can find this for you quickly. This is the man to follow on Twitter to find out what's going on in Brazil. Matt Termond, T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. Matthew Termond, and he has lots of good information about what is taking place. Believe it or not, COVID's still with us. Mecklenburg and Cabarrus counties here in North Carolina showing high levels of COVID-19 community spread. According to the CDC, both counties now in the medium range in recent weeks. They've now moved into the high range. The rise in levels due to the rise in COVID-19 hospital admissions, the number of hospital patients with the virus, and new cases reported in those counties. In Cabarrus County, this is the first time they've seen high levels since September. In Mecklenburg County, data shows 3,750 reported COVID-19 cases from December 2nd to 15th, seven COVID-related deaths during that period as well, urging people to be more cautious as all of us spend more time indoors. So just giving you a heads up, this is not panic porn. I'm just telling you, it's a good idea to be aware this is out there. Have one friend, teacher friend, who has been, uh, I think was out of work for a week, have covid I think that was the second time. And by the way, yes, he's had all of his shots. So beware of that. The possibility of 
COVID infection. It's not gone away, ladies and gentlemen, as many of us don't expect it to. Uh, we also have a developing story I want to tell you about. And I want to make sure I have the latest information here because uh, it looks like there is new information that has just come out. Yes, six minutes ago, Fox News reporting Damar Hamlin has been discharged from a Buffalo hospital after completing comprehensive tests. Now, he was discharged from the hospital in Cincinnati. He went back to Buffalo, went to the hospital there, had some more testing. And we are glad to tell you this morning, he's free. He's out of the hospital. And hopefully, he is well on the road to recovery. Uh, And I can tell you, and I think a lot of you know this, there have been a lot of prayers offered for this guy. And... There are a lot of thankful people out there that he is on the mend. Still to come on the broadcast, we'll take a look at the day in history and also, if time permits, a very comical story about somebody who did something really stupid. Yeah, it's stupid criminal news. There are people out there in that particular category. That much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program. Vince, people need to stock up on ivermectin. It works. We've saved my brother-in-law when hospital turned him away. Wow. This person also talking about COVID. Up your vitamin D levels with supplements to help on COVID and the flu. Most people still don't have enough vitamin D. All right. This is an interesting text from Steve out of Indian Trail. Vince, the power of prayer works. The prayers and millions of dollars given on Tamar Hamlin's behalf. Tell me AOC's assertion this country is systematically racist is wrong. A systematically racist society would not have done that. Yeah. (laughs) And we have this comedian texting us. Vince, you haven't gotten this text in a while, so I figured I would ask. Wait, Vince, you're black? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. And, Chris, how are you doing today? No, I'm doing well. Always good to talk to you. Good. Hopefully, we uh, have some good clues for you to help you answer these questions. Beginning in 1878, this product very important product that I don't like to drink, honestly, was delivered in glass bottles to homes in Brooklyn, New York, New York, for the very first time. What was this product? Let's say Coca-Cola. Oh, no! It's milk. Oh, Remember man. the milkman delivering bottles of milk? Oh, I mean, yeah, okay, the milkman. Did you grow up in that era, Chris? No, I'm, I'm was, too young for the milkman. This predates us, doesn't it? But I... Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to think that used to be delivered to people. And Jeff Bezos is essentially a milkman. <laughs> You're right about that. Milk is everything. He's, he's, he's the he's world's figured. most successful milkman. 
You're, you're absolutely right about that. That's profound. It's I gotta that remember, simple. I've got to remember that. Yeah. So we need to figure out how we can be the next milkman, yeah, right? Yeah, how we're going to be the next, next milkman. And make a billion dollars, make billions of dollars. It's not going to be me or I would know the history a little better. <laughs> no, you're fine. 1908 is the year... Teddy Roosevelt made this a national monument. This is a place I went to years ago on a, I think, a vacation with my wife. It's a place with, that is absolutely beautiful, and it is basically, um, how should I put it? Um, how do I characterize this? Is it in South Dakota? Uh, no, 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 oh. no, not that one. This is the place uh, out west, and uh, we flew in a helicopter over it. And when you look down into it's it, spacious. Is, it's would you say very it's spacious? spacious? And it's you look down, it goes down. It's what is this thing exactly? W- would you say it's grand? Is it something you I would say it's grand. grand? You're absolutely right. Sort of a canyon like. <laughs> area that you would describe as and a, you are correct teddy roosevelt made this a national monument in 1908 uh if you've not been there it's a beautiful sight to see especially from the chopper uh it, it's it's breathtaking 1948 this president proposed free two-year junior colleges for anyone that wanted an education who was president in 48 do you think 48 oh wow uh, 48 what what was it was it truman you are correct okay, terry truman you know, know your presidents really well i didn't know if truman held on that long but then yeah he would have had to wouldn't he yes 1964 u.s surgeon general terry luther published what was a brown groundbreaking report at the time saying this about cigarettes now we know this to be the case uh, without question. What is it? That they're carcinogenic? Yes, they cause lung cancer. Mm. It's, uh, unfortunately, people how, still smoke. How could we have ever wondered about that? It's kind of weird, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. 1973, baseball. Baseball question. The American League adopted this particular rule. It allows someone to come in and bat. Oh, and, pinch hitter. Um actually close to that designated hitter there you go it's designated hitter rule okay very unique good. to the american league 1973 is when they started that 1980 they were they're known for their motorcycles uh they announced they would start building cars in america i was gonna say the they, hex angels but they don't build cars ha <laughs> uh, uh, this is a big development. Now you've got other automakers doing the same thing. Um, yeah, is it Suzuki? Oh, it's actually Honda. Honda okay, but very good. Made the announcement, and now uh, you know. Since that time, we got Toyota. My sister just retired from recently. 1989. This beloved president delivered his farewell address on this day. Who was that president that we all know and love? 1989. See who was president. Saying goodbye after serving all of the 80s as president, coming in after the uh, terrible Jimmy Carter. It was uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald that, uh, Reagan relieved indeed. us from the Carter administration. <laughs> exactly, uh, which provides some hope. Looking ahead to the future, and we'll save that 
entertaining story about the stupid criminal for tomorrow. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. Thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.